Folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blowout. We're going to have a good time. I'm here with Jeff Dutton. <laughs> Hello. And Tim Kalpakis. What is up? Nice. <laughs> Guys, we are back with the Patrons, our favorite people in the whole entire world. Yes, it is back. You guys drinking anything? I'm having a little, a little Bud Light, a little classic Bud Light. Oh, look at that. Um, I'm having just a tall, cool water. But you know what that Bud Light reminds me of? Have you guys seen that recently there have been multiple beer spills on interstates? Oh, like truck crashes? I, I, we were alerted to like one of them, but I, I didn't know it was a multiple. Yeah, there was one a uh, few weeks ago in Georgia where like 50,000 gallons of beer spilled in the street. But just last week, again, in Arkansas, a I saw a truck that was, it could have, I think it was, maybe was a Bud Light. Oh, no, the first one was Bud Light. This one was Miller. I. It's it's the saddest thing. I mean, you ever want to see is a truck <laughs> turned over and then just uh, on this, the, the more recent one, it was just cans. Hundreds of thousands of cans were just rolling <laughs> all over an interstate. Oh, so sad. I, that'd be a fun thing to see, maybe, as long as no one's hurt. Was it super bad? Yeah. Early on where McLovin is buying the uh, beer, he like drops a six pack and like all six cans start spraying. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, it's too good to be true. Like normally you do that bit and like nothing happens and it looks yeah, like dog yeah. shit, but all six cans are like. <laughs> well, something tells me that Judd was involved. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. As producer especially. Judd probably talked to the cans and he was like, come on guys, you want to get this on the first take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Folks, we're talking movies today. Yeah, we're back to the... Hey, the Slobby Boys, go to the movies. Stop. Hey, yeah, go Stop. to the cinema. Uh, uh, you, M- Jeff, don't ready. you get in on it. Save the aisle seat for me. Oh, Mike. God. Popcorn. Jefferson. Uh, don't want to miss the previews. Michael P. Hanford. <laughs> Do you know what the P stands for? Patrick. Patrick. Piss. <laughs> you told us all it was Patrick, but you lied. Yeah, oh. I'm coming clean. It's <laughs> Michael sucks. Piss Hanford. Oh, it well, sucks. It sucks, and it's too bad that it's not Patrick, because then, Mike, in hockey, you could have been Hattrick Patrick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could have you been, know, but... Who, who, who would name their kid Michael Piss Hanford? I, I got to talk to Janet and Bo about this. <laughs> oh, well, you got to understand that Mike, when he was a baby... Especially as a newborn, he used to piss right in his diaper. Yeah, I pissed my pants back then. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You you had a bit of a bed wetting issue when you were a newborn, huh? Yeah, when I was brand new, I was I I wet the bed. <laughs> Jeez, not, not me. me into the toilet. I was born in the in the uh, ICU. Strolled right over to the urinal and said, "Oh man, I got a whiz." <laughs> yeah. Now who wants to go get some ribs? <laughs> I remember seeing you uh, standing, you know, about a foot away from the urinal and pissing up into it like an expert. Yeah. <laughs> you had to have some flow in you to get up there. I mean, I wasn't even circumcised at the time, so, you know, work around. The- I fear we've gone off the rails. Oh, you were talking about a movie, Jefferson. Now we've got oh. into urine talk. Folks, you wanted to see it. It comes from the Discord. We're talking... Josie and the Pussycats from 2001. Yeah, this was a Discord suggestion. Written and directed by Harry Elfont and Deborah Kaplan. 
This is the synopsis from TV Guide. An all-girl rock trio battles evil record executives who brainwash teenagers by embedding subliminal messages in their music. I I had never seen this. I'm glad I didn't read that synopsis beforehand. Oh, yeah, spoily. Yeah, it's, yeah spoily. it's a little spoily. And I liked how this was... I didn't expect that to be happening at all in this movie, and I thought it was, like, fun how they did it. Yes. That's maybe, like, the, the biggest gimmick of the whole movie, is mm-hmm. that uh, they do, like, the Wayne's World gag for an entire yeah. run of the movie. <laughs> it's just, like, huge ads all over the place that were not paid for by those companies. Really? Wow. That was the director's thought it would be funny... Or, the, you know, that they just put them in there uh, voluntarily. And it's like huge brands. It's like uh, Starbucks and Target. <laughs> Target, yeah. The funniest one, the funniest one is when uh, I, I don't normally I don't like it when we jump to the end of a movie. But well, that's fine. There's an aquarium scene where in the aquarium, there's an Evian banner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very I was like, hey, that's like a joke we would do. It's implying <laughs> that all of that, all of that water is like fancy mineral water. <laughs> This was uh, this was like a, a movie that flopped in the theaters and has like a cult following. Yeah, I think it's cult just because like, you know, now people, uh, you know, millennials are 30 and they're like, hey, we liked that movie, even though it flopped. Yeah, yeah. Like Hook. You know, for us, it's Hook. For them, it's Josie and the Pussycats. I don't know if I, I really liked Hook. I don't mm. think I still like it. I don't know. So you stand with Roger Ebert? I stand with no one. I stand no one. <laughs> I can barely stand myself. Well, uh, so nobody's seen it because I hadn't seen it. Hadn't seen it. I had not seen the film, not really made note of it. I remember it coming out and uh, being like, oh, that's a movie. I didn't know the cartoon, so I didn't know the reference point. Did you guys know the cartoon at all? Yeah. It's part of the Archie world, right? Yeah, because yes. Riverdale, it takes place Riverdale. in Riverdale. Yeah, I, I think it's that type of thing. Um, is it? Was it a like a... TV Saturday morning cartoon, or was it a comic book that you read like Archie? Both. I think it was definitely a comic book. I'm pretty sure there was like a 70s cartoon too. So in 2001, when they said there's a Josie and the Pussycats movie coming out, did you guys say, oh, a film adaptation of that popular cartoon? Because I had never heard of it. Yeah, I, I, yes, I didn't say it like that. I probably said it in a kind of a hip, kind of cool, kind of a cool, off the cuff way. But yeah, you were kind of like, Oh, they're making a movie out of that. They made a live action out of that tune. Oh, they're making a movie out Cannonball. of that. Cannonball. <laughs> I wonder if it'll have any righteous visuals. I'll say this about the movie. It is refreshingly unconcerned with universe building. Uh, yes, I agree. Yeah. It made me feel like uh, it, it had the same, not the same, but like it made me feel the way I did when we watched the Mario Brothers movie. Yes. It's kind of like, we'll take this thing and make our own jokes and whatever we want. They're not trying to pay off the Jughead movie and set mm-hmm. up the Sabrina mm-hmm. the Witch movie. Right. Like It's like, <laughs> we're doing Josie and the Pussycats that, oh, and that's no, it. No, Jeff. Dude, that would have been so cool if like at the end, oh. maybe maybe in a post credit scene, they're hanging out like, oh, well, that all happened. And then everyone turns and you, you just see from the back silhouetted a crown. And oh. a guy steps forward and he's like, can I have a whole bunch, eat a bunch of uh, cheeseburgers? And you're like, oh, that must be Jughead. That must it's, be Jughead. It's gotta be. And they pan down and in the silhouette, his right hand is like a little thicker than the other ones. And it like glints 
a few gems on it. It's the it's the Thanos snap glove. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, yeah. sure. Yeah, that's be better than all this Riverdale shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's one thing I liked about Thanos is one hand was a little thicker than the other one. <laughs> no, in the silhouette, it would be thicker. The silhouette, yeah, in the, th- in the silhouette, silhouette, silhouette. That's what's so weird is like I'm a huge Thanos fan, but I actually like mm-hmm. his skinny little hand better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. For Everyone sure. has their own, their favorite hand of Thanos. <laughs> Which hand are you? That's how you know. By the Thanos. hand of Thanos. Are you big hand or little hand? <laughs> I, I grew up as a big hand, but I think I kind of like the little hand better. If I've matured. Um, <laughs> okay, so here's an interesting thing. This directing team. A, you don't see directing duos a lot. Right. I love when you see it. Then when you see male, female, you assume they're a married couple. They're not. There are right. a couple, I looked them up, there are a couple of NYU grads that made mm-hmm. Can't Hardly Wait and then followed it up with this. Very yeah. impressive because Can't Hardly Wait is a good movie, but it's it's um, straightforward coming of age type mm-hmm. stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I'm impressed with them that then they made a snarky little comic cartoony comment about corporate shit. It's it's kind of hip. Did you see like uh, in the end of the movie where they see all the subliminal messages like going by on the LED screens? One of them said can't hardly wait was underrated. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And the the boy band du jour was all those guys were in can't hardly wait. Oh, really? All of them? Two of them were from uh, Breckenmeyer and the guy from Scrubs whose name is Donald Faison. Yeah. They were in Love Burger, that the house band playing at the party, and then Seth Green was Seth that his character, yeah. and then the other dude was the uh, foreign exchange student who they kept trying to oh, make yes. say funny things. I was gonna say that was like the one non-famous dude, and he looked like a young Ethan Hawke, but even Ethan mm. Hawke was older than that at that point. Oh, yeah. he is credited in this movie as a young Ethan Hawke. Interesting <laughs> type. So in the beginning of the movie, we we see this boy band du jour. They sing a song that is. Uh, has gay undertones the like back yeah. backdoor lover song this first scene i couldn't pin down the tone of this movie and i got a little yes. worried like oh no am i gonna have to watch a dumb movie and the joke that joke was I mean, a little yeah, bit you are <laughs> <laughs> but that joke was a little more adult and just in general i was like i don't think i mean i give them the benefit of 20 years but i don't need to see boy bands taken down a peg and the tone was a little zany for the first little bit i mean mm-hmm. you get du jour like uh, uh, appears to have died. <laughs> they let them die uh, in a plane crash and just everything's like kind of ratcheted up to a 10. And then it went, once you meet Josie and the Pussycats, we kind of settle into a narrative. Right. Yeah. I got to say, like, I think you can tell that like Breckenmeyer thought he was like the funniest dude on earth when they were I doing know. that shit. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff in that plane where I was like, oh boy. But we do also meet, before we meet the Pussycats, we meet Alan Cumming, who- He was so funny. Is, is very funny. And also is like, Hanford, we saw Spice World together like a couple of years ago. Is he doing exactly uh-huh. the same thing in this movie as he was in he, Spice World? He wasn't in Spice World. It was a different guy as the... No, he is. He is? Yeah. It's not a different guy with like long hair? No, he's uh, he's in Spice World as maybe like the assistant. He Maybe he's not like the smarmy record executive. Oh, okay. But... Oh, I don't remember him in Spice World. Hmm. Well... He's in there. He's in there. <laughs> he Wait, was Spice World before this? Yes, like three, four yeah. years? Probably. Yeah, it was like 97. I gotta say, man, I was impressed with Cummings because he's got chops. That I think of him as like a cabaret guy and a and a, right, right. And a Broadway guy. And when I saw him, I was like, okay, this will be him. And um, he w- he was. There's moments where he's doing a scene with Parker Posey, comedy legend, 
and mm-hmm. and he's kind of stealing the scene. Mm-hmm. She yeah, she was yeah. They they were both really funny. She together. she rules, but like he got um when he when he's uh, toward the end he's he's oh no he has a scene with Josie where he's doing quiet little phone calls. He's like hold on a second and he's talking into his <laughs> cell phone really quiet, and that really made me laugh. And then there's an extended. Um, laughing scene with Parker Posey mm-hmm. where they're both doing evil laughs. But they're like one-upping each other. Yeah. yeah. And that is, Parker Posey's character in this is is, is really, it, it's it's like predates uh, Kristen Wiig doing uh, Barb mm-hmm. and Star <laughs> villain. Yeah. But it's very Wig before Wig. And, and when they're going on and on doing too many evil laughs, I was losing my shit. But especially Cummings, is holding his own up against like a master improviser. Yeah. <laughs> when she's like uh, showing that uh, video to the the people from out of town or whatever it was, she's like lights and kind of like strikes a pose. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. Uh, Cummings at the very beginning, the thing that made me laugh was when uh, they're on the plane and one of the du jour guys says something. He's like, "You take that back right now." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh. And and when the du jour guys find the subliminal messages and they they get hip to what's going on, he goes to the pilot who is the direct uh, who is one of the co-directors of Harry Alfon. Ah. And you hear what he says? Mm-hmm. He goes, "Take the Chevy to the levee," <laughs> and they and they bail from the plane, which is a reference to American Pie, which is a reference to the plane crash that killed all those musicians. <laughs> oh my God! I didn't put that together. <laughs> I thought that was that was so funny. Just like they know something, let's just jump out of the plane and let's crash. <laughs> Take the Chevy to the levee is code for let's crash this plane. <laughs> Brilliant. Also, hey, speaking of American Pie, there was like a very later on. There's a very brief cut to Jason Biggs as a, in a reaction shot and something. Did you catch him? No, no. I could have sworn like a TV viewer or something. They snuck Biggs by me. <laughs> How dare you? Anyway, I didn't mean to get uh, ahead of ourselves, but I was going to say, after the plane crash, then we meet Josie and the Pussycats. We, we got big names here. Rachel Lee Cook, you know, who was a kind of a teen queen. Tara Reed, perfectly cast. Rosario Dawson, she was... I, yeah. I didn't. I felt like I was like, you guys shot too hard with too high with this casting. She yeah. is like way too legitimate of an actress yes. to be in this movie. And and it shows like like yeah. they they kind of cast yeah. her right to being being like the pussy cat who's who gets hip to things kind of quickly. Uh, Rachel Lee Cook. I remember having like uh, Jeff. Uh, having uh, watch you it. Know, uh, <laughs> little little teen Jeff was like. he was making that sound with his mouth while watching she was a very crushable starlet back in the day and watching this i was like oh she's good but she's like uh rosario dawson's kind of running circles around this girl no i mean they built a whole world around her she's just kind of a straightforward like teen girl next door what i know is is it she's all that she's like the nerd yeah she's She's all that i think you guys know this when i i one time in high school was talking to my friends about that movie and uh (laughs) <laughs> messed up the title and I was like, you know, oh, she's in that movie Brand New You. And they're like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> brand New You. It's brand New You. We got to make that movie. I saw this on uh, Wikipedia. People who uh, uh, Rosario, da- Rosario Dawson beat out for that role, Beyonce, mm-hmm. Aaliyah, and Lisa Left Eye Lopez. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah. All musicians. All, all, all musicians. musicians. 
I'm I'm looking at the Wikipedia too here, and it says that they were they were all they all read for it, but they want they wanted someone who could do comedy. And the, that look, Rosario Dawson's great, and she did well in this movie. But don't you just hate in general how many comedy roles go to non comedy people? And this it. idea that like, hey, look, we tried Beyonce, Aaliyah, and Left Eye Lopez, but they just didn't have the comedy chops. <laughs> yeah, no fucking shit. Hire a fucking comedian. What are you What are you doing? Well, it was it was funny because they didn't they didn't need to have comedians in, in those roles like the the other people around them were funny. Right. Uh, Tara, Tara Reed is the comedy relief of the trio. She's kind of um, I mean, I guess she's well cast. I kind of thought she did OK. Hmm. She did fine. But but imagine if that was like a comedian, you know. She's right. she's annoying, but I was just like, oh, she's doing a good job at this like doofus that she's been handed. Oh yeah, she it wasn't unwatchable. Yeah, and I thought it was funny that they gave her character like some of the more insightful. Like she's a total idiot. She's supposed to be dumb, and it's funny that she's dumb. But then twice in the movie, she can kind of like see the future, or, <laughs> or she's like an empath, oh, yeah. where she can kind of like see the truth, and it's funny that like the dumb one can just say it. Or she, she made me laugh when. Um, the something comes out the news. It's about the uh, du jour's plane crashing, and the other two, uh, Josie and Val, sit down in like chairs, and she sits down too, but there's no chair, and she just falls on the ground. <laughs> and also, she eats uh, she eats Chinese food with drumsticks at one point. Oh, that's a good bit. That's something we that would do a in a bit. music video. Um, I bet you that Anna Ferris read for that role, right? That was like the other like, ah yeah air, airhead of the day. Yeah, that would have been good. Um, did you guys catch that joke where who's that who's that character actor who's like the manager's sister or something? Oh yeah, she looked familiar to me. What is she from? She's in a ton of stuff. Uh, Missy Pyle is her name. Missy Pyle, yes. Yeah. When they're like, "Why are you here?" and she's like, "I'm in the comic book." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, what? yeah and they yeah. just keep going. She is. She is in the comic and stuff. She and she does have that like weird skunk stripe in her hair. <laughs> I really thought it was funny when the government guy came in at the end. He's like, "Holy shit! That person's got a skunk on their head." <laughs> like, "Oh no, I'm sorry, but uh, that's messed up." <laughs> uh, yeah, Missy Pyle was really funny in this too. What? So once we've uh, we've met all the pussycats and the plot is often running. Uh, what'd you guys, th- guys think of their songs? Because I, it was another thing. I, I was not expecting to like this movie. Uh, and again, I, I, the first scene I was like, here we go. And then it very quickly won me over and I got some laughs. And then also I was just like, uh, in, this is an, you know, interesting choice for this type of movie. They, they did get me. Um, but, the, and the music, I still sort of have like a soft spot for, pop punk mm-hmm. yeah um, from from like 2001 <laughs> yeah from that year exactly and like yeah I, uh, this year i would have been a fan of some 41 and i would have been a, a fan of blink 182 and i i liked their their music it, it reminded me of that thing of like and we do some of this too but like in pop punk no one's gonna dazzle you with the musicianship on guitar or anything so you're kind of just like chugging uh, chugging um power chords the whole time but the only flair you have is like we're all gonna go or we're all going to go like, <laughs> yeah. and like, I liked the way that the songs were adorned with just like uh, punk conventions. I was like, had I seen this in, t- in 2001, I would have been like, damn, these songs are pretty good, dude. All of these songs <laughs> were on repeat uh, because when I worked at Suncoast around this time, ah, we, we, we ah, would probably. play like promos. I'd never seen the movie, but I feel like I know these songs. And um, I've got two key songs pulled here, but here is a... The first one we hear are three small words. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Very like Avril Lavigne blink. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like this. That's a chorus, baby. Good harmonics. You know who one of the producers of this song was? And and a lot of the songs of this uh, album. Uh, Babyface. Yes. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. It seems like the two dudes were Babyface and Adam Schlesinger. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. The late, great Adam Schlesinger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we lost them to COVID and he wrote That Thing You Do. I yeah. um, I knew him. I worked with him on a song for I Love You America Silverman? with Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. He did. In the, in the first episode, we had a song that Dave Ferguson wrote that was like, just like an America kind of like uh, kicking off the show with a big American theme. This is theme. you, America, America, this is you. Um, but I went to <laughs> Adam's uh, studio to record that, uh, to get the vocal track for that. And uh, man, that guy was great. And what a cool job. When, when you can make the pivot from Fountains of Wayne to... Oh, I, I make all kinds of movie music. It's like Trent Reznor. Yeah. In the first couple of times Trent Reznor did a movie score, it felt- Novelty. They were good right off right. the bat, but it, it felt like, oh, we went and we got this big mm-hmm. name kind of for no reason. Now, he he just won an Oscar. He didn't even speak. He was standing behind John Bautiste and he's just like, yeah, man. I, oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't see him up there. He he was up there and he just fucking rakes in the Oscars now. He makes multiple, He he was nominated for two scores this year. It's crazy. Uh, Watchmen. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't see him. He was. Uh, he was like, sort of lying on his back, floating and spinning around. Yeah, there's like a pig's head nearby. Like, <laughs> yeah, just spinning around. Was like, <laughs> 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 yeah, that that was a dead giveaway. Well, I was, was gonna. I, I was gonna try and parse these out. But while we're talking about Schlesinger, let's hear. Um, let's hear. Pretend to be nice, which is a song later, and I love the chorus in this. I don't know. They just got some. Interesting little chords they hit. Yeah, Adam Schlesinger, he wrote this song, Adam he, this, this is one of his. He wrote it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he looks at me with those innocent eyes and says it looks like you're wearing some kind of disguise. Uh, lead vocalist is Kay Hanley from Letters to Cleo. Mm, yeah. It sounds like uh, Jimmy's Chicken Shack do right to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do I do? It sounds like it could be like Len Stefani. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's that, that thing you, you do melody sense. That reminds me of something, too, but I can't think of what it is. Pretty good. Pretty neat. And that is so accurate to be like, if you're, if you're writing songs for a fake rock band and you need to come up with their like second single or their second song to hear, that's exactly what pop punk bands do is like, you can't let a punk album be all that one speed. And right. then uh, if you're like Offspring or, or even uh, Weezer or yeah, like uh, No Doubt with like Bathwater, they eventually have a song that's just like mid-tempo 
slower than the other songs, but then it's really hard on the beat. The like, it's like brain stew or whatever. It's yeah. like they're happy together. You know, the, the turtles, I can't do you. I feel like Weezer and offspring and every band had to have their like happy together song. <laughs> I also like these movies that go to real rock bands to make their songs. Like, uh, we, we should do a Scott Pilgrim episode because those songs were all written mm. by, like, uh, Karen O and, like, Beck and shit. Damn. But this was written by Schlesinger and uh, performed by Kay Hanley of Letters to Cleo. And Who, who's Pussycat, Letters to Cleo? Like, what, what would they... They're from, like, Boston, Mass, and they're, like, in they're like an indie Yeah, I can't think rock, of... They're, 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 like, Veruca Salt. Yeah, they're, yeah, like, yeah. a rock band like with, like, salt. a female lead. But the Pussycat actors are credited as vocals also. So I'm sure like they're doing, uh, they're in the mix somewhere. Um, going back to Babyface, you know that when they did the Captain and Tennille behind the music thing, and the, it was like Captain and Tennille and the Chief, the <laughs> yeah. Chief was Babyface. Was Babyface. Yeah. Oh, they're having fun. I was like, I recognize that guy. And then I knew it. That was funny to me because he was speaking so like slowly and quietly. <laughs> I just thought that was a funny choice. I, I love... Uh, like a, a movie like this where they can just sort of sneak in little fun things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eugene Levy part was. Funny. Yeah, I was going to say when Lou, my notes just say Eugene Levy exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> I, had the, like, I had the same note. If, if American Pie hadn't come out, you could never trot out Eugene Levy in a teen yeah. movie and be like, Eugene oh, Levy. Say, Hi, I'm SCTV's Eugene it's Levy. It's also funny because like in, in American Pie, he's like, the uptight, not uptight, but just like the nerd dad. And he's playing a little cool here. He's like, I ordered a cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a celeb. I also love, uh, we've talked about this type of thing before, but the picking and choosing of like that Eugene Levy would be playing himself, but mm-hmm. like Rachel Lee Cook, who is a bigger uh, star at the time, was was playing a character, you know, like, yeah. but in this world, uh, it's, it reminds me of like Entourage when it's like Brian Grazer is himself, but, uh, you know, somebody else has a Bob Odenkirk has to play a character. I, I like that there wasn't a lot of um, celebrity cameos and stuff like people weren't doing that back then as much anyway. But uh, this was the same year as Zoolander. And it kind of feels like the same oh, sort yeah. of the same feel of like taking down an industry or something. Yeah, uh, that's that's very like and, superficial. And, and even like. You know, they did have Carson Daly show up, but he's mm-hmm. playing an evil Carson Daly that's going to beat somebody to death with a baseball bat. Yeah. And it's an, kind of annoying that, like, Tara Reid was probably dating him then, and they were like, oh, it'll be funny if we ha- give them a fight scene together. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, I always thought you were kind of cute. <laughs> but but yeah. it is harsh. He's got a baseball bat, and he's going to kill her. <laughs> you know, this movie came out in 2001, but pre-9-11. And it's funny that the government is into this idea of subliminally controlling the youth. It was, I mean, I don't use this word very often, but prescient. Oh, oh prescient. To, t- of, to today's situation. It's precious, too. Mm. I didn't think it was funny at the very end where uh, Josie goes up to the military guys and she's like, they've been putting subliminal messages in the music. And the military guy's like, they what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was good. He, he's yeah. somebody. He he reminds me. He, I feel like I've seen him in comedy stuff before. Yeah, there was a lot of just like really funny acting choices. I don't know. It's such a product of the time. Like yeah. reference references to like Heath Ledger is the new Matt Damon. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I, I forgot that he, he was new. Yeah. And even going inside the CD player for that like pivotal mm-hmm. 
moment where you you see the subliminal messages i was like fast and the furious did this with a car engine like that same year i swear to god or like the <laughs> year before you know what was a clever little inventive bit of filmmaking was the montage where they're climbing the charts and then they're physically going up the billboard chart oh uh, yes that's yep. a cute little little device i didn't uh, i didn't put it together they're like climbing up there they're like rocking out on at like, you know, number 88. And then they're like rocking out at 22. And then eventually they're rocking out at number one. Mm -hmm. Number one. I'll tip my hat to, to one more little thing they did. When Josie, who's well, did been... You read the, did you read the same 13 uh, things you didn't know about Josie no, and the Pussycats? But it, let me know if this is on it because I okay. think it's maybe even a little smarter than whatever shithead blogger wrote that piece of shit. Whoa, <laughs> Jeff... Hold on. Bleep that. Go ahead. When evil Josie, who's been brainwashed by listening to her remix, mm -hmm. she's yelled at the band and they're broken up or whatever. She's walking around. She falls and the CD player breaks open. Mm -hmm. And she gets up. She sees the bus pass, their shared bus pass, and she realizes she just wants to be friends. She's in front of a theater that is boarded up with no ads whatsoever. And in fact, anywhere there would be an ad is just a blank, like, for sale sign. Oh. So, like, this entire movie is is filled with, like, Ray-Ban, Sobe, uh, all this other stuff. And then th in the, like, the get real moment with the protagonist, it's, like, a boarded up ad-free blank zone. And I said, hey, I caught that, you tricky motherfuckers. That's interesting. Pretty good, man. I'm looking through this article now to see if there's any cool... Stuff it was on Bustle. Please, you couldn't find thirteen things that I don't know about that movie. Bustle, <laughs> Bustle. While you're looking, let me tell you my biggest laugh of the movie was a uh, her boyfriend guy that she's slowly wooing for the whole movie. Alan M. Alan M. <laughs> when the the evil manager tricks her uh, Josie into not going to his show because he's like, oh no, your boyfriend's sh show was canceled. You don't have to worry about it. And he left the messages and the messages, that was very funny. But so uh, the manager tricks her into, uh, what is, he's a manager, right? Or is he an executive? He's like a- Yeah, the record executive, AR man, is that what that is? Yeah. Well, when she is playing the triumphant concert with the, with the Pussycats toward the end, and then the boyfriend guy is there and he's like, he, you know, he's crowd surfing and they're like carrying him toward the stage. And mm -hmm. he's like, I, even though you didn't come to my show, I still love you. And then <laughs> Jos Josie yells out uh, or uh, to him like, no, you don't understand. Like he, Alan Cummings like tricked me and lied and I wanted to go to your show, but but he tricked me. And then the boyfriend is like, that dick. <laughs> and it was so hard. In this movie, I think I, it was like, like you're saying, like this movie starts off with backdoor lover. And then there's like one joke of like, uh, Tara Reid is holding a sign that says like, honk if you like pussy cats, but it's blocking mm -hmm. your cats. And it's like, honk if you like pussy. And like, I, there's so few moments. So when they, when they said like that dick, it, it just like jarred me in this nice movie. It's such yeah. a funny thing to say. That also, Alan M reminded me, uh, he seemed like he could have been played by Dave Ferguson with yeah. his hair from <laughs> he, 2012. I yeah. think he was honestly. <laughs> Dave, hey, were you in Pussycats? One of, one of my biggest laughs in the movie was when the um, the boy band comes back. They they survived the car, or the plane crash, and three of them are in like body casts. Yes, yeah, the big stars that they couldn't get back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, that's probably the uh, three of them are body casts, and the one guy who's the foreign exchange student in Can't Hardly Wait. 
he's like, well, you don't look too. Oh, so they landed in a uh, Metallica parking lot, like a parking lot of Metallica. Yeah, like, we landed the plane just fine, but we landed in a Metallica parking lot and uh, we got the shit yeah. kicked out of us. And they're like, well, you don't look too bad beaten up. He's like, I'm just glad I knew the lyrics to Enter Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Like, just like that the, saved him. Then metal fans, if the, the mere sight of a boy band, they would go and beat them up. But then the, he's, he was like, Enter Night. <laughs> and, and they, um, Dig it. I want to ask uh, Alan Cumming. I was saying Cummings, but it's Alan Cumming singular. Do you think that anyone has ever made a joke about his uh, last name? Yeah, I bet. If he, like, he's, you know, forgets his hat or something, like, Alan, I don't know if he's coming or going. Right. Yeah, you do think people have probably razzed him about that? Yeah, I think so. You know what I bet happens a lot, too, is Parker, Parker, pocket full of posy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah she probably does that. <laughs> I liked it when she, it like, she was trying to have, like, a mock sleepover with the pussycats and, like, she started to lisp. <laughs> She's like, sorry, I have something in my teeth. Yeah, they never explain like what she does to stop lisping. Like she goes, she goes yeah. around a corner and then comes back out, and she's like, fixed. But it's like, so what is that? Is like, I think she had an insert on her teeth because at the end she takes oh. that out. Oh, oh, she had to like redo it or something. Well, she had a gap in her teeth. I think maybe when she had that thing in, maybe it was like coming dislodged or something. Nice. I don't actually know the mouth science behind it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the. Product placements was Krispy Kreme. You probably noticed that. Let me tell you guys this. It's, uh, this today, uh-huh. I went to Krispy Kreme. Yes. Because you can show them your vaccination card and get a free donut. And <laughs> oh, yeah. apparently, the, I did, the lady who was the, the woman working there behind the register was also behind like a pane of glass and she had a mask, two masks on. And I couldn't understand exactly what she was saying. But like on Monday at Krispy Kreme, you get a a, a donut and like a medium coffee. So I got two donuts. Wait, just like with any order, I guess you get upgraded to a donut, a glazed donut and a coffee. So I ordered. Oh my God. I showed him my card. I'm going. And, and it was like, this is what I want. I want the glazed donut for free. I'm, I'm entitled to it. <laughs> and then I was also getting <laughs> a donut and a coffee for somebody else. And she was like, you know what? It's free. It's all free. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, it's, it's the day, Mondays, we bump up everyone to the glazed donut and the coffee. I said, well, this is crazy. And she gave me a receipt for $0. Now, Mike, I got to ask, yeah. were you out and about and you, you saw a Krispy Kreme and said, oh, yeah, people who are va- vaccinated get the free donut? Or were you, were you in your home and you left your home for the sole purpose of going to Krispy Kreme? My brother was in town and we were walking around and we saw a Krispy Kreme. I said, hey, isn't that you can show your vaccination card? I have a picture of it on my phone. I was hoping that you set your alarm. You're in bed. Alarm goes off. You wake up. (laughs) Krispy Kreme day. I got a shower. (laughs) I got a shower. I got to look my best for these people. Um, I got a music question for you guys. I'm looking at the soundtrack credits. And you know that they play that song Money at one point? Uh, It's that... um, which is an old an oldie. Money, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm looking at the songwriting credits, and one of the two songwriters credited is Barry Gordy. Barry Gordy. Now, Barry Gordy, of course, legend who was the owner of Motown. Was he a musician and did he write songs, or is this one of these cases where the guy just stamped his name on every song? Oh. I think we're looking at a stamp here, but I don't know. I, I can't. Mr. Say. Gordy. You're 
Your grandson and great-grandnephew <laughs> LMFAO would be ashamed of you. <laughs> I was just saying, I was like, where have we, we've covered the, the Gordy boys in a, in a blowout. <laughs> that's, that's so great. The perfect, perfect backstory for LMFAO is their rich little shitheads that descended from Barry Gordy. Hey, I, I have a, uh, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Nothing too personal, nothing too personal. Based on the film. Uh, in the movie, Alan yes. Cumming tries to separate Josie from the rest of the band. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning, they're called the Pussycats, mm-hmm. and she he turns it into Josie and the Pussycats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If a highfalutin exec came to the Sloppy Boys, and they said, "Hey, we want to turn it into Mike and the Sloppy Boys or Tim and the Sloppy Boys," do you do it? I I don't think they they have good uh, rings to them. I I would say as long as it's still the sloppy like Mike and the sloppy boys I love it but if it was like Mike Hanford and also don't forget about those two little shits in the back hmm. that type of thing wouldn't like that wouldn't fly with me what if it was something like you know Mike and the Midnight Jesters oh that's pretty good man I think that's cool yeah the Jesters and we'd be like Ooh, uh, welcome to the court jester that's the the fans or the jester or the court <laughs> the royal court yeah. yeah that's good what if we swap it where it's like the band is called the midnight jester and mike and jeff <laughs> <laughs> so, so i'm so out you'd front. be the midnight jester only there's only one midnight jester in, in this and then case, jeff and i are I'm there out with front them. and i'm a midnight jester and i'm center stage but then i don't want to group you together as just a band name that's not fair so i do right you do get name checked I, I, I could sort of see like Sold out tonight, Jefferson Dutton and the J-Boy Jesters. <laughs> the J-Boy Jesters. And, like. and you guys would be just like smaller versions of me wearing like my face as on top of we your do, face. Yeah, we dye our hair uh, blonde. Well, I don't want to like when I play guitar, I, I just like get really sweaty and stuff. And I can't imagine having to wear a, a Jeff mask through mm, the whole well, show. Or like makeup. Imagine it. If there's like prosthetics, I have to get makeup. to the gig like four hours early to have prosthetics put on. Hmm. Yeah. But you're selling yeah. a lot of records in the, you know, you live in a penthouse suite. <sighs> I mean, I guess the sloppy boys, it is. Well, yeah, well, we'll keep this for now. For now. I feel like, what are some cases where this did happen? Where I feel like I just heard of one where it was a band and then they got signed as like the artist name. I know there was always kind of a thing with uh, Springsteen. It's his record deal. He calls the shots. He gets to wherever he wants. So even though they are Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band when they play live, the yeah. records just say the Bruce Springsteen. The contracts are with Springsteen. And the record on the record cover, it just says Bruce Springsteen. But the guys, hmm. they were always hired guns, so they knew that. What about like Gwen and the No Doubts? Well, in the Don't Speak video, they, they wanted her to hold the orange by herself. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Don't hold that orange by, by yourself. <laughs> Pass it back to Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your ex-boyfriend? Is that the bass player? Yeah. What a weird uh, trajectory for that band, too, because that's like her brother... Yeah. Dan Stefani or Dennis Stefani. Put it together and then bailed. He put it together. <laughs> he wrote all the songs. He was the main guy. And then he decided to go be like an animator or something. He he like, I want to say he would just like ditched it and went and worked for Pixar and uh, just was like, I'm out of here, man. Shit. Huh. 
Well, final thoughts on Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, sounds like you like it? Very much liked it. I, I didn't know what to expect, and I thought the jokes were funny, and the performances were funny, and the point it was making made sense to me. Me too. It was a surprisingly funny movie. They took a big swing with the corporate stuff. That could have been way out of place, but it worked. Damn. I thought you guys were going to be like, okay, this is kind of dumb, but we'll watch it for the pod. I mean, yeah, because I was like, oh, an adapted movie about the Archie comic? Yeah, I don't it know. is dumb. Yeah, but not dumb in the way that I d- thought. I thought it was going to be like not even attempting comedy in a, a right. I guess I thought that it would be the only, it would be the sort of movie where it would be like you'll really like it if you also saw it in two thousand one. And since mm-hmm. I didn't, I was like, uh, oh, it's funny though that like the kid from Road Trip is in it. Two kids from Road Trip are in it, but I'm talking about the stoner dude. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, him, and he did okay too. For like the whole movie, I was like, was he from? Uh, was he from American Pie? And I was like, right. oh, that was the, the shit break kid. I, who is this guy? It's just such it's such a time capsule. Yeah, yeah. The music, the actors, especially the actors, the pop culture stuff. Uh, Do you remember the Brady Bunch movie? Yeah. Oh, they wrote, Harry and Deborah wrote, wrote that? the sequel. The sequel. Very, oh, okay. very Brady sequel. I seem to remember the Brady Bunch movie being funny for, for reasons that wasn't just like, oh, the Brady Bunch. It was like... <laughs> Funny jokes. I think huh. I, I, I never saw it, but I, I think the Brady Bunch did. They were like the first movie to have a take where it's like, we're not just bringing it back. We're yeah. going to bring it back with a snarky wink at its corniness existing mm-hmm. in the modern world. Yeah. Cause like and Thanos will be there. I think, uh, Adam's family is maybe, maybe paved the way for Brady's like the Adams Family movies, mm-hmm. but it's already inherently funny to do like the Adams Family as like a movie in the real world. Mm-hmm. So with the Bradys, they had to be like, okay, we have like a saccharine 60s family. How are they going to fare yeah, yeah, yeah. with this modern sensibility? And then we have Josie. How do we fuck with it? Hey, I mean, kind of spooks you, huh? The fact that we watch this movie and and... I mean, maybe we're we're maybe we're overstating. It's not like this is some fantastic movie you got to go see. But right. the fact that we all watched this and we all got some laughs and we thought, oh, that was worthwhile. It scares me about what I what I haven't seen because like this, I wrote it off. This movie came out and said not seeing that. <laughs> Yet I did see whatever other dumb shit I saw saw at that time. And like you know, when we're saying like, oh, the guy from Road Trip was in it. Why is Road Trip like iconic to me just because I saw it in, in the theater? Yes, and I'm like, yes, oh, of yeah. course, Road Trip is Road Trip. And it's like, <laughs> if, if I the watched best. them both fresh, this Road Trip and this, I would probably yeah. like this better. Uh, you guys want to read some mail? Yeah. Yeah, baby. I don't know if it's going to be any good. It's always great. They, we always have the best mail. Okay. This one comes from Jackie B. Hello, sloppy boys. Not a question, but I think it'd be a fun idea for the blowout if you guys did a best dance scene from a movie. And then, if you want, post a video of you guys trying your best to recreate the dance. Oh, I see what they're trying to get at here. Oh, Jackie B. I don't know about that last part. We're not doing TikTok. Yeah, I'm not a TikTok. (laughs) That is a good one. I'm not going to... I'm not going to say what I would pick because I'd need to think about it for a second, but that is a good... You would do Napoleon Dynamite. Ooh, yeah. That would be good. I would probably do something from Black Swan. Um, It's a a fantastic idea. Thank you for sending that in. It's a great idea. We should do it. But I don't think we're going to do the dance ourselves. No, we're not going to do the thing. My hips are broken. And just we're cool 
guys, we can't be seen as a bunch of cringe tryhards. Yeah, yeah man. See, we keep it cool. Leave the dancing to Matt Mickelson. That's a guy <laughs> yeah, right. who can dance. Congrats! Another round of they got. See, they got the blowout stamp of approval, and it took them all the way to Oscar gold. I wonder if any oh. of the the people in the Academy were like, "Huh? Yeah, I've been listening to that podcast. They mentioned this movie. Yeah, I'll vote for it." Yeah, probably. God damn! I'll tell you, I I would personally love to take home one of those little gold men, Oscar himself, the the yeah. most glamorous little. Award of the year. Quite frankly, that's awesome. That is Hollywood's most glamorous night. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you're, I can see you're beside yourself. Just <laughs> I'm getting a little stressed. Head out. in your hands. It is. You're right. I mean, what else would it be? The the night before at the Film Independent Spirit Awards? No. Yeah. No. No. I I would if I won an Oscar, I'd take that Oscar. I'd melt it down. And I'd make us all, you know, Lord of the Rings replica rings. Yeah? Yeah. I'd, I'd make a, I, hopefully there'd be a little leftover so I could make a grill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we would Me have too. like, you could have like a one tooth grill leftover probably. Ooh, you know what I'm going to do? That, that just gave me an idea. Next Halloween, I'm going as MC Frodo. I'm going to do a sort of half Frodo <laughs> yes. costume and half like a, a hip hop guy. Um, that kind of steps on mine, Mike. I was going to do a DJ Bilbo. <laughs> <laughs> and little Sam Ganji. And I was going to do a third thing, but <laughs> <laughs> you're doing little Sam Ganji. I'm going to do young Gandalf, but Y U N G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, let's not dodge Jackie B's question here. What's your favorite uh, dance scene no, from a movie? Not I will know, discuss this when we do it cuff. as a blowout. No, hell no. Oh, you want to commit to doing it now as a blowout? I I, th- I don't want to commit to anything, but. <laughs> Okay. She said this okay. is not a question. She said a suggestion. She did. She got she us did. talking. She did. And there we go. She got us talking. <laughs> uh, Jackie, thanks for your email. If you've got a question for the boys, email us at thesloppyboyspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Folks, we've had an electric time with you here today. Ooh. We had a scoot. Thanks so much for being patrons. Tell your friends. Keep listening. Have fun. And see you on the Discord. Peace out, everybody. Bye, Patrons. <laughs>